Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where in this um, this particular focus is around spiritual beings having human challenges. A fascinating, fascinating conversation, no doubt. And uh, to join me in this is a lady called Helena Goldstein from Denmark. So Helena, very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Okay. Exciting topic. Yes. Um where do we start with this, Alina? Spiritual beings having human challenges. Let's draw a line in the sand and start. So we've got to start somewhere, anywhere. Yes. Well, the first thought that comes to mind is that actually, you know, throughout my work with with uh, with people that have been on a spiritual journey for for quite a while, which typically are my clients are like that. Yeah. Um, what I've seen again and again for years and years is that 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 most of us embark on the spiritual journey because of challenges we experience in our, on our human journey. And what typically happens initially is that we kind of try to to say it like very like black and white kind of way is we kind of try to get away from those human challenges and try to find escape or to, to find peace on the spiritual journey. And that is very natural, very understandable. Most of us have been through tremendous challenges. So we kind of almost seek escape uh, in, this, in the spiritual realm. And, and that works for a little while, but what happens sooner or later is that we are of course called to look at the challenges that we have brought with us into the spiritual journey, the human challenges. And more often than not, this is where the work is. And the, the spiritual expansion really cannot take place unless we address uh, those human challenges mm. with love, with light, and address them. Yeah, uh, yes, I, I understand, um, I understand that. Um, and addressing them, uh, as I'm constantly reminded, Alina, by, by guests um, and from my own experiences, it's an ever-cultivating process, isn't it? It's, I, I use the metaphor of having like growing beautiful flowers in, in the garden, but we've constantly got to be aware of these weeds that fly around and take root and can strangle if we're not careful, because we are human beings first and foremost or maybe not first and foremost and this is the kind of chicken and egg the 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 yin and the yang and this whole kind of you know mixed ball of this beautiful experience called life um mm. for me helena and i absolutely agree as, as the you know the foundation because usually that leverage to get away from pain and suffering takes us right okay i'm never going to do this again i'm going to go and we go to the complete opposite don't we mm, we tend to yeah. and it's again 
it's again, it's 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 uh, it's so natural because there has been so much pain, and all of a sudden we see, we see the love, we see the opportunity uh, to connect with something else. Mm. Uh, so so there's nothing wrong about it. It's uh, the natural, you know, the way things evolve is that we first seek escape, and then we go back, and then take a look at the garden, as you see, as you as you say, and. Um, and yes, there is very much the, the whole question about who am I? Am I am I this human being having a spiritual experience or is it the other way around? Um, what is what becomes a big question. And, and even, you know, what is flowers and what is weeds? Uh, because in our human experiences, there is a very... Um, a very strong tendency to discern between what's good, what's bad, what's flowers, what's what's weed, um, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, from a spiritual perspective, it's, it doesn't look like that. There it actually looks like nature looks. If you go outside the garden and into nature, there's no such thing as weeds. There are just different plants. Absolutely. And, and right, and and they and they live together and and they collaborate, so to speak, and enhance each other's growth or stop or, or or prevent each other's growth, and that is meaningful too. But but there's this whole uh, ecology, and and from a spiritual perspective, uh, the perhaps the key to to our human challenges is 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 begin to see. Uh, our garden as part of nature and to and to look at things differently and um, and to address the challenges we have not as something bad or something wrong but as challenges as as an invitation to a bigger perspective and a more loving perspective absolutely and from that you know to continue that uh, example that metaphor that we've we've now used about the flowers and the weeds that brings in the whole concept of duality, doesn't it? Um, and to a certain degree, the perception and the judgment that goes with that and all the things that I think it's fair to say, Helena, when we first go on the journey, you know, we read about, oh, you know, don't get embroiled in judgment and don't do this and you should do that. And it almost creates this kind of black and white. Oh, that's the ideal spiritual world. And that's my real world. And it's like, this is massive gap in between. It's like, how do I bridge that? Um, why would I want to bridge it? That's, mm. that's a big question, isn't it? Why would I even want to bridge it other than that reaction to get away from pain and suffering? Um, and I suppose that journey and that leverage for that journey, um, Alina, is different for every single one of us. Yes, that that is so very true, and and the journey is different at different stages of it. Um, the thing that is that is important to 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 have in our minds, I think, is that we do bring the 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 challenges we experience in our life into the spiritual journey. And one of the greatest pains and greatest challenges is how we have been judged as as children, even as babies. We've, most of us receive these this messages that this part of us is wrong and that part of us is wrong. It's, it, it is tremendously painful um, to live with that. So, so, so we are... We have been brought into a and, and brought up 
as if separation and duality is real. And there is, and it is very meaningful that it happens this way. But there comes a time when it's time to dissolve it. So, so, so yes, in the beginning, it's like, why would I, as you said, why would I even want to bridge that? Um, and the only reason why I would want to bridge that is because this is the only possible resolution to pain. Uh, love is the only possible resolution to pain. Uh, love is the only possible resolution to separation. And for love, everything is love. For love, nothing is wrong, right? So Absolutely. That, that, could, that could be a reason to bridge it. But it's in no way as simple. It is, in a sense, it's simple. Love isn't complicated, but it isn't simple because we are complex beings and there's so much baggage for so many of us. So it does, does take time. And it's totally fine that it does take time because life is meant to take time and to be a challenge and it is meant for us to to evolve through it so so nothing is wrong in that it's just how it happens and i think everything that we spoke about uh, thus far helena in these first few minutes can be summed up i feel one simple word and it's not simple but it's a simple word awareness mm -hmm. where are we at any one given moment in time with with what's going off around us, with what, more importantly, what do we feel inside of us? But I think initially we start that path by observing, I call them the silver trinkets, the externals. And, uh, you know, um, without actually understanding that the answer lies within and the stuff outside will come and it will go. It will come mm. and it will go. And what we are is master observers, but we don't know what we don't know. And, exactly <laughs> and until we have that understanding or that awareness that we are master observers even watching ourselves when we get angry when we get frustrated sometimes we do things um that you know you think did i really react that way react being the the key adjective there um did, did i really do that um and that kind of knits in um, I think I may have shared this with you uh, before, Helena, when I was um, I was in the, the, the company, the presence of a very, very high level spiritual um, world renowned practitioner. And he was asked the question, do we ever get to the, uh, a place or a time where we're sorted? Now, what does sorted mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think the assumption was that sorted means we're so far up there and spiritual and you know, enlightened that nothing bothers us. Well, I don't think there's too many of those people that kind of, they're not on every street corner, those those kind of really, <laughs> truly enlightened, dare I say, Gandhi-like people. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, fascinating podcast question, that. That's another time, another place. But the, the answer was this, and I thought it was a great answer. Um, and I've late, latterly summed it up that if we, you know, to go on a journey, it would help if we had a car. And I remember it that way. So what's a car? The C, catch it. So when that anger, that human reaction, frustration, conditioning, call it what you will. When that comes in, hang on, I'm getting angry. Somebody's just cut me up in, in front of me. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Or I don't know ran a trolley over my feet in the supermarket or, or, or whatever. You know, these everyday things that affront our ego um, if we allow ourselves to be caught off guard. Catch it. The A and 
are reflect, catch and reflect. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time, depending on the situation, to think, okay, do you know what? It's not really worth, nothing ultimately is, is worth the, the stress because, uh, you know, in my humble opinion, Alina, all we are is pure love. Pure mm. love, that's, you know, I use the analogy of a newborn baby coming into the world. He or she has got no condition, he's got no prejudices, he's got no labels, got no nothing other than pure love. Absolutely. Those things that we acquire as we go down the path, we learn that habit, that behavior. We learn that stuff. A lot of people stick those labels on us. You are this, you are that. And we embrace those labels because invariably as a child, we pick them up from people that we seem to, we perceive that they know better, like our parents, our, our immediate family, our teachers, you know, adults in general. Well, they, it must be right because, you know, he's a doctor or she's this or, you know, these people in ele perceived elevated society. And we carry that conditioning through, don't we? So that catch and review for me is one of the important, uh, I don't know what the word is, tactics, strategies or ways of, of bridging that gap between this reality of living in a human world and the even greater reality of what we are spiritual beings in a human form. Because the human form, like the wind, will pass, like day and night this duality that's all around us. Every time we make a word, um, the shopping bag is heavy. Well, that denotes then that something could be light. Mm. It's nighttime. Okay, that denotes that there must be a daytime. So all this, this kind of duality that exists. But the key thing for me, Helena, in the context of spiritual beings having human experiences is to have that awareness. We can actually see, we might get caught off guard, and that's fine to a certain degree, so long as we don't let that live there, that anger, that frustration, that judgment. When we get caught off guard, get back to base, get back to spiritual base. Is that, I mean, is that a, do you, do you agree with that? Do you want to challenge that in any way? <laughs> no, I I, um, I want to expand it, I think. I, I totally agree with you. It is all about awareness and, and it is about, uh, you know, the you could say the passing illusion of, of duality. The thing that I want to remind myself and everyone about is that it's not a mistake. Mm. As I see it, you know, I, I love the, I love the, metaphor of of life being an adventure or a book or a movie so so when a when a let's just use the 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 metaphor of a book so when a when an author writes writes a a, a book a, a really fantastic story where all kinds of things happen and and the hero or the heroine move through all kinds of challenges um there's a whole journey that that is fascinating and has all kinds of complexities and beauties and ugly things happen uh, until we're being uh, led to this to the ultimate end where, where it all comes together that book is not a mistake and the things that happen in the book are not a mistake and the challenges that take place are not a mistake it's the journey yeah. it's the creative experience and i really really believe that that everything we experience is um, is 
the you know you could say that there is this one united consciousness and that consciousness is creative and it dreams dreams or it writes books or it creates movies and that's what our lives are and and i i do i do also you know because i've been on this journey for so many years and i sometimes have been very demanding of myself and very harsh with myself and i know i'm not not the only one mm-hmm. so, so it's really important to like be be you know give ourselves a break and be be kind with ourselves and know that whatever we experience whatever mistakes we seem to make are still just experiences they're still here for us to be experienced then to be aware of and then as we become aware of it magic begins to happen because our awareness expands and it expands in all directions so we begin we become more and more aware of who we are as human beings at who we are as spiritual beings we we start having experiences that we didn't even know that we could have we can start experiencing life in a way that we didn't even know was possible and that is the adventure that is the beauty of it and then and then you know everything opens and then we encounter the next challenge and we maybe fall into you know something extremely difficult and then something new opens it's an amazing journey and there is nothing wrong about any of us as i see it and that's absolutely right that's absolutely right um just to pick up um because they are experiences they're nothing more and I think, mm. you know, I've kind of deliberately come at this from one angle, um, Alina, because I'm reflecting the language of people I speak to on the streets. Mm. You know, mm. I increasingly, the more my awareness is raised around this whole purpose, and I mean purpose, you know, within the, the in a Dharma sense, not just a word. Um, but one of the things... Um, one of our fellow sisters in our community, um, Steiner's excellent community, brilliant, beautiful community, um, challenged me recently and she said, uh, she was talking about talent and, and, and what have you. And it's amazing that within a conversation, how you can become aware of who you, even more, you, you might think you know who you are, but somebody can just take another plaster off or another label. It's like, Wow. And I've had that breakthrough massively. Um, of the, and I, I speak in the last couple of weeks, Selena, around something called music. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of mentioned that in in the context of talent. And I don't know if talent, I certainly don't want to come across as self-praising here, but in terms of talent, what my talent hopefully is, is to bridge that gap of this immensely powerful spiritual stuff that is serves us way beyond we can even imagine and take that to the streets where there's desperation and darkness and despair and i need to do that and convey that in a language that people understand does does that kind of make sense Oh, it not only makes sense, I have the greatest, you know, respect and admiration for what you're doing. Absolutely. And and you could also say, you know, it's one reality and, and endless perspectives and we have different ways of communicating, but we have also different purposes and different assignments in life and yeah. we communicate things differently as we should. So yeah. I, I have the greatest admiration for it. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and you know, within that, Helena, 
Um, I've been working with a guy called Mark Hoy um, from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I met Mark through um, through the podcast. He came to me through, um, through an agency that uh, I've been fortunate to, to work with in America. And um, we just hit it off. And we hit it off because uh, Mark's, if you like, uh, focus, vocation is happiness and mm. is advocate that we, we're just naturally happy. We don't have to go, you know, like all the power that is within us. We don't have to go searching for it. It's there. Mm. I think we might have to go on a little bit of a, a search for, you know, a voyage of discovery, but we haven't got to go external for the silver trinkets because they'll come and go. It's mm. about bringing it back, isn't it? And I think that's, you know, the work, dare I say, that we do, Helena, is is to hold the mirror to people and say, what do you actually see? Because I think as much as we can work on ourselves, and that's, you know, that that is part of the process, undoubtedly. But to have that person that believes in you can hold that metaphoric mirror to say, Right, what do you see there? Well, I see this and I see, you know, that self-doubt, that self-loathing, that lack of self-love, respect. That's not what I see. And one of the concepts that we was looking to develop, which I think is a great bridge between this this beautiful conversation between spirituality and, and humanity, Helena, mm-hmm. is three simple words that, and I, and I go on record as saying, I wish I had a, a dollar or a euro um, every time I'd heard this, you know, when, every time I put that sort of metaphoric arm around somebody that's really struggling and, you know, that kind of initial, I call it knocking the domino over, knock that first one over and then hopefully they'll do, 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 do. and they'll say, <laughs> why should I bother? Because who really cares? Who really cares? And I think there's a lot of power in just those three simple words to say, actually, part of this bridging this gap between humanity uh, or our human side. And obviously, I'm putting that in the context and playing a little bit of devil's advocate here of people that are really struggling and Mm. that higher, higher spiritual being the higher self, being the best you can be, uh, you know, the first the first level of Dharma. it's about conveying it in a way that actually, look, we, you know, as speakers and, and as, as authors, yes, we can we can use fancy words and concepts, but you know what? Let me put my arm around you and let me let me reassure you that actually somebody does really care. Mm-hmm. And I think I found that to be very very powerful in terms of knocking that first domino over, because then what people tend to embrace, Alina, from my experience is. Wow. Well, if he or she cares as a stranger, hmm, maybe I need to start caring then. Mm, Just mm. a thought. Just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's beautiful. And and I also want to kind of um, transcend it at the same time, because I, again, I have the greatest admiration for your work and what you communicate. And at the same time, I want to remind myself and everyone else is that we communicate with more than words and there is no greater power than love and joy and even if we don't speak with people even if we don't have the same language we can still connect and we do connect and and meeting people on the street 
even if we don't talk, but meeting them with open hearts and with our love and with our smile and connecting with them, even if without words, makes a difference too. I think we all have had this experience. We've all been down at some point in our life and and have this experience that a stranger comes by or even a child comes by and smiles at us and they save our day and sometimes they save our life. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that happen. Um, there is great power in words and there's also at the same time a great power in, in love expressed beyond words. And it's such a beautiful thing that we can have both because we can communicate on many levels and we need to communicate on many levels. Absolutely. And for me, the words, um, and they're critically important, but in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, where do they fit? They're just one of the tools, I believe. The actual love and proving the love that's that's the next level up but i feel the ultimate level within you know this this whole movement alina is the energy mm. the energy and yes and the art of it is also and this is also where the bridging happens and is that as as we as the bridging happens in us we can more and more express that energy through our words and through our bodies and through our smiles and through our eyes so it's so it's not so divided uh, so so the communication can happen on on many levels at the same time yeah i want to dig in helena if i can to we've spoke about awareness which i think mm. is kind of been a, a a very powerful umbrella for everything we've spoke about up until this point but i want to sort of fly off at a little bit of a tangent if i may and talk around beliefs mm -hmm. what we have as beliefs because isn't it true that uh, as humans, our starting point, first and foremost, well, from an awareness point of view, uh, our start, we're influenced massively by our beliefs, aren't we? Everything that we do, even our ultimate outcomes of what we, what we say, do and achieve, is, it starts from our beliefs and our thoughts, our words, our actions, our habits, our values, everything it goes in this mixing bowl that starts with beliefs. So I just kind of throw that in to say, well, you know, as as dear as teachers, I'll use the word teachers. I was going to say practitioners, but it's the same thing. Um, no, it isn't, because practitioners tend to be a bit more perceived as a bit more clinical. Well, let's not get bogged down on words, Paul. Um, as teachers, to what degree, Helena? Um, well, I ask you as a fellow teacher. As a fellow teacher, how profound. Or do you believe that beliefs are in this this bridging process, if we can be allowed to call it that, from spirituality to you know from humanity to spirituality? If that doesn't mm. oversimplify it, that is a great question. That is a great question. Um, there, there's no doubt in my mind that 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 they are of of great importance. The um, but. Again, we are a very diverse universe. We are a very diverse humanity. And there are many, many, many approaches, fortunately so, <laughs> because that means that we can offer very different um, ways to, 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 to bridge that gap. Mm. Um, and 
And I know that many people work very directly with beliefs and, and I respect it greatly. And I actually personally haven't done that much because it was, hasn't been my thing. It's a little bit like, you know, with music and painting or writing, you know, is that it's all creativity, but we have different, um, uh, different talents, as you said in the beginning and, and different, uh, just different expressions in life. And, um, and it has never been like my way personally to 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 go into beliefs and work with them directly. My way has been very much to kind of dissolve them by presenting a, a higher energy or a higher perspective or a higher clarity. And that works for some people, but not for all people, mm. obviously. And for some people, it is very important to work directly, you know, with the thinking process and with the beliefs, and and that works for them. Mm. So, so there are different different ways of approaching it. And uh, uh, the the beauty of it is that, like they say, all what do we say, all roads lead to Rome, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and in a sense, no matter where we start, we will at some point. Um, in a sense, see the same thing. So, so for example, when, when you work with energy, even if you don't work with, with beliefs as such directly, but just work with dissolving uh, through love and through, through light and through, through presence, uh, because it leads to greater and greater clarity, at some point you will see, oh, there is a part of me that is hypnotized into this reality and that's what the belief does it yeah. really there's a part of me that thinks the same thought and again and again there's a part of me that tortures itself by believing that thought mm. so so and and at that point you don't have to if you come from from like the energy work then you don't have to like do something about the belief because the clarity of it will will begin to like dissolve it and and the other way around if you if you work directly with beliefs and the thinking process that at some point it will open up and you will see oh there is this greater reality there is this greater clarity so it's just again different different ways to to go into it but there is no doubt that it is a, an essential part of our makeup you could say yeah um and i see you know that those um probably well, they're certainly not polarized but different approaches and it doesn't say that one's right or one's wrong they're different because from my own perspective with the work i do and i call it from concrete to consciousness so mm -hmm. the and I think it's wrapped up, Alina, in that um, that that's that question. Do we need to see to believe, or do we believe to see? Which one is right? Well, neither of are right because they're based on beliefs, and beliefs, like the wind, will come and go. What we are is observers, and that's what we teach. That's part of the journey we go on to observe the things that we do, our human behaviour, observe our higher self. But we are observers because this physical body that we know it's only a temporary thing it only holds this energy in a certain form and as we know energy can't be destroyed it merely takes a different form if we mm. melt an ice cube it'll go from solid to liquid to you know and we're kind of we're no different in our human form I had a fascinating conversation with um on a podcast with um with an American called Mark Gober around his quite controversial book that consciousness lives on after death. Death is just, what's death? 
Um, you know, that's maybe a step too far for this particular. <laughs> and we, we don't want to kind of go off at too much of a tangent because uh, I want certainly to, um, you know, t- try and sort of capture this essence. Because I know that in the most respectful way, Helena, we kind of, oh, you've just alluded to it there. We come at this from a different angle and that's absolutely, absolutely. fine. Um, it's good. It it's is good. good. It's yes. more than fine. It's great because imagine a world where there would be only one way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That Absolutely. Was great. Yes. And so on the beliefs, I mean, as you say, that's we, we could be here till this time next year having a conversation about that alone. But I want to, from the ABC approach, and this is me using concrete, simple language as a stepping mm-hmm. stone from there to there or on that path to hopefully inspire to go on that path. But the C one, Helena, um, is one that you've used the word quite a few times already. And I, and I love it when I hear the word. It just lights me up. It's creativity. It's that creativity word that, okay, so I don't understand all this. You know, I wish, I yeah, again, I had a euro for every time I heard this fluffy woo-woo spiritual stuff, Paul, you keep talking about. And what's a guy like you, by the way, doing talking about love? You don't come from that backyard. You don't. That, that was never who you was, wasn't it, really? I think it was. Actually, I didn't know who it was because I was too busy surviving in the human world. But actually, what I know now, as I've stripped back the layers and I've been courageous enough to lay myself bare, what I've left with is this understanding, acceptance. It's far more than a belief, far more than a belief. It's a way of being of who I really am. Mm-hmm. And... Do you know what? It's a beautiful place because had I had that awareness, probably I wouldn't have ended up with pain and suffering and scars all over my body from violence. And But do you know what? I absolutely embrace every single one of those experiences because they've contributed to who I am and what I am. And that's a journey of discovery that, that unfolds for us each and every day as our awareness um increases so i I absolutely love that way um for creativity um alina brackets different way of being yes oh this is also one of my favorite words i creativity has been like so important in my life and and i love that you bring it in because you know when i started on my on my human journey very early I, i i wanted to play music and i started to play music and and, and my music evolved as I evolved. So in the beginning, I used it to just express emotions because there yeah. was so much pain. And at some point, I started using it to get in touch with my spirituality, actually. And the more I played, the more it opened. Then I stopped playing music and I started writing and the same process continued. But but I want, but, I, but there's something absolutely magical about creativity and it is something that we all can access. And the thing is that when we allow it to flow, when we allow ourselves to to just write, like just write whatever comes to mind, or, or draw, or paint, mm-hmm. or, or or play, or sing, whatever comes to mind, energy begins to flow. And when energy begins to flow, then energy does what energy has to do. It begins to transform, and it brings us something new is being created. And this is something that's accessible to most people, if not all people. And that means that without being, you know, without sitting and meditating and reading clever books and and accessing, you know, 
great retreats if, if this is not your thing. What we all can do is when faced with challenge, use creativity to approach it, write about it, yeah. paint it, play it, sing it, talk it, just keep expressing it. Yeah. And that will start a creative flow and that will support a transformation. And that can actually bring a human being all the way from, as you said, concrete to consciousness. It's an amazing power that we all have. So thank you for, for, for bringing it in, Paul. Absolutely. And, and one of the other very, very powerful tools, um, Helena, I believe anyway, is the use of metaphors in language, how we can link this way a certain way or a certain situation and by using metaphors and we've used quite a few in our our conversation already you know starting off with the flowers and the weeds and um and i like the way you subtly challenged me about the weeds because i did throw that in deliberately and i thought <laughs> i want you to challenge me and you did so yeah um but the use of metaphors in our um it's not is it, is it too kind of strong to call it storytelling, the way we relate, the way we communicate, the way we unfold our words, um, this creative way of being, but certainly metaphoric language, um, Helena. What's your thoughts around sort of metaphors? Well, I think uh, it's very, very powerful. My first thought is, well, this is what all great teachers have been using mm. uh, Jesus, Buddha, and, and all the others that I know very little about, but what I do know, uh, Lao Tse, they, they didn't like write complicated works. They used simple stories mm -hmm. that people could relate to. That's one part of it. But the other part of it is that no matter how deep buried we are in the concrete, we are still the divine consciousness. Yeah. And that means that in us, we may not be in touch with it because we are so, so you know, the concrete is so heavy and we're so much asleep at times that, that we may not be aware of it. But that spirituality, that infinite consciousness is actually within us. And what happens when we start telling stories or when we hear or, or create metaphors is that we consciously and unconsciously connect with the deeper wisdom with that, yeah. within us. It's never coincidentally what metaphor comes up. So, so it is our way of getting in touch with the stories and the wisdom and the knowing that lives somewhere within us, just like our dreams bring, bring that awareness to us without us kind of knowing it. Metaphors do the same. So it's an amazing and beautiful and powerful uh, way to, to, to connect with who we are and to, and to gain a deep understanding of, of what is going on in our lives and how we can move on. Absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd like to to share um, another metaphor, if I may, Lena. But just before I do that, you, you've mentioned that too there, and is and is Dao Te Ching. And when you look at something that what is two and a half thousand years old now, and listen to the power and the simplicity of those lessons, it's, mm. it stood the test of time for two and a half thousand years, and it could have been written by somebody last week because it's so so simple. It's it's distilled brilliance, isn't it? It really yes. is. It really is. You know, for people, and I've, you know, I've, of the 81 verses, you know, if I get in company, I'll say, okay, so I carry it on my phone and I'll just, I'll scroll down and I'll just go, pink, and I'll stop one uh, randomly. Okay, let's play this because, I don't know, uh, I listened to Wayne Dyer's version and interpretation. Um, mm -hmm. 
five minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, whatever. And, and you know, no matter what we t- what he's talking about, Alina, it's like, how can you deny that then? You tell me about your concrete world and you don't believe in spiritual, you, you argue against that then. And, you know, whatever it could be, I don't deliberately single one of the 81 out that I think, oh, nobody can argue with that. I just, you pick one then. Flip down the list and you pick one. We'll listen mm-hmm. to it for five, six, seven minutes, whatever, and then tell me about your thoughts. And, you know, these are just little stepping stones, aren't they, to making that sort of uh, transition, that transformation mm-hmm. from concrete to consciousness. So, uh... Exactly. And and again, this is the thing with energy that that the energy, the wisdom that is behind comes with the words. It's not just words and it's not just stories. There's yeah. an energy that comes with them. And and when we meet it, we re- react so deeply because we, we resonate, we, we recognize it as the truth. In terms of being in the human field, Helena, mm-hmm. I often use the metaphor of if we... If we imagine ourselves in a helicopter in a field and what we focus on is one blade of grass. So here we are sitting in this helicopter and we've got we're we're looking at one particular blade of grass because that's our blade of grass. Nobody Mm -hmm. in this world's got a blade of grass like that because that's mine. You don't understand, Helena, the problems I've got. Look, it's there. It's that. You couldn't possibly understand about that blade of grass. Or anybody else for that matter. You couldn't, because nobody does. Mm. Lots of people have tried to tell me, but no. It's okay, fine. You keep focused on that blade of grass then. You you keep your mind really sharply focused on that despair and desperation that goes with that one blade of grass, because that's your belief system, that's your focus. Just be careful what you focus on. Right, then what we're going to do, we're going to ask the pilot to turn on the engine. All of a sudden, the rotors start going round and then we get this wave of energy over the field. Mm-hmm. Where's that blade of grass now? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. It's, I don't know. Okay. Let's take this a stage further, shall we? Pilot, take us up. Elevators. Now what are you seeing? Where's your blade of grass now? Not only is this energy just basically blowing it all over the place, that grass you're not seeing any individual blades of grass now you you're not even seeing waves of energy they're still there but you're not seeing them mm. all you're seeing is this green patch below and the more you escalate and escalate and escalate the smaller that green patch becomes but that blade of grass is still there that wave of energy is still there just because you can't see it mm. So the moral of this story for me, Helena, is this, uh, and the metaphor, if there's something that's causing you pain in, in your concrete world, maybe, just maybe, you need to go into another field. And if you don't like actually that field, go into another field. And if you don't like the country that that field's in, well, go to another country. And if you don't like the part of the world that you're in, maybe you need to go into another world. And for me, that's called mm. spirituality. Mm. <laughs> wow, that is powerful. Paul. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, next time you fly, Helena, I would like to think that your flight will never be quite be the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, that's the power of metaphors, isn't it, in our language? It is. It is. It's beautiful. That okay. was really sweet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right, Helena, we're coming to that time. Um 
and you know because we've done a we've done an episode before and uh we've spoken obviously off air about um you know our journeys so i always ask guests this one massive question at the end mm. and it's almost like the elevator pitch um of you know <laughs> you've got 15 seconds you like you know we're in a lift and i ask you this question you've got 15 seconds or 30 seconds whatever it is to, to give an answer no more um if you had one one powerful message just one and i know you've got many but one what would that be to to leave to the world in the context of this spiritual beings having human challenges what would that be helena that would be find your joy and start with something very small start just with something that brings you joy then expand it and you will find out that it will heal your pain and then expand it and you will find out that this is who you are this is your soul your soul is joy so start with joy in the smallest version you can and then continue going wow. deeper and, and wider into it and to take that back to the metaphor about the the flowers in the in the flower bed in the garden just you know what you're saying there if i'm hearing you correctly is we're planting a very simple seed maybe from dark soil called past but watch it grow mm. i love mm. it thank you <laughs> okay, my pleasure Lina. Um, listen, how can people uh, find out more about you, the work, the work you do? What's your contact details? They'll be in the show notes anyway, but uh, for the for the uh, perspective of the listeners, uh, can, can you share those with us? Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. So, so my work, which is called Awakening to Joyful Living, can be found at halinagold.com. So H-A-L-I-N-A-G-O-L-D.com. Right. And uh, if you go to something that's called halinagold.com and then slash C-S-E-E, then you will find a free course that is very simple and very helpful in addressing those beliefs and those experiences that, that we have trouble uh, dealing with and can take you all the way from the little joy to the big joy and the pain to the, to the more awakened and happy living. Superb. So final word, well, I want to say thank you to the listeners because I want you to have the last word, Helena, but I want to say, uh, I want to sign off with the listeners to say as ever, sincere gratitude for being part of this uh, fascinating conversation be between Helena and myself. I've, I've, on a personal level, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been enlightening to say the least. So thank you listeners for being part of that journey. And all that remains now, Helena, the last word to you as the guest, anything at all that you want to say about anything it's well i first of all i want to thank you paul for creating what you create and 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 uh, bringing all your love and all your insight and all your beautiful uh, uh, purpose into it and i do thank want you. to thank each and every listener also you are an absolute miracle you have no idea how beautiful you are so there is nothing wrong with you. Just be you more and more and more and more. And it's such a gift that you are in the world. Please remember that. And I love you. Wow. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.